Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7 o'clock, good morning. It is the Tee to Green Golf Show every Saturday right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. It is your local spot here in western New York for the best in golf talk. Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for being with us here as we give you the best talk here over the next hour. We're also on our... Tea to Green Facebook live page. So uh, if you're up this morning, maybe going through your phone or your computer, you can check us out there as well if you want to see where we are today. We're at the beautiful Donald Ross offices and studios here in Clarence. And some cool shirts and some apparel that we are looking at right now. It's your dream closet, Kevin Brian. Sylvester. I morning. thought it was Kevin's closet. Yeah. That's what I Sometimes this could be Kevin's closet. <laughs> Absolutely. We, uh, we have a great show here today. Yes, we'll be uh, providing you some cool pictures on Twitter uh, feel free to check some of them out. I just tweeted some of them out at Brian WGR. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about the PGA Championship last week. Just uh, an exciting in ending to uh, the final round of what was a really good tournament. So we'll have lots on that. Of course, Tiger involved. Brooks Kepka winning his second major of the year. We'll give you our opinions on that. Of course, a lot on Donald Ross and the sportswear that we are seeing here right in front of our very eyes. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get on our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. The Western New York PGA had another busy week. They had their section championship on Monday. Uh, also hosting 80 golfers, uh, junior golfers, with the all-star event on Thursday at Glen Oak. So we'll talk about that. And the Western New York PGA is involved in an event, uh, a charity fundraiser called the 100 Holes of Golf, coming up later in August. So we'll talk to the executive director of the Western New York PGA, Stephen Barkowski, coming up at 745 today. And uh, the Ryder Cup now, in terms of the automatic spots for the United States team, has been sealed. So we'll give you our thoughts on that as we roll on here from the Donald Ross offices in Clarence. As uh, We'll talk about that in just a moment, but let's do a couple of minutes on the PGA Championship. Pretty tremendous stuff. Kevin Sylvester, uh, let's start with you here. Uh, I thought course. Josh Allen was great. Yes. Oh, I thought we Last, I just want to get that out there. That's right. He was great, no doubt. Okay, no, the PGA Championship, um, I mean, it was electric with Tiger in the mix, right? I mean, which I feel bad saying the first thing, uh, Tiger Woods, but he was unfortunate. If anybody else won, like if Ricky Fowler won, that would have been the story, right? But the story's Tiger Woods because Brooks Kepka, who is not the most out- outgoing person, or at least hasn't been, right? I mean, do you ever pick him? 
I when no. I change my pick on Saturday. I did. Okay, yeah. but yeah. but yeah. stream, yes. But I mean, you know, going into it, everybody's picking Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, want to see Tiger, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, who just come off a win, and Brooks Kepka, despite winning back to back U.S. Opens, still wasn't garnering respect. He's got it now. I mean, he's won three of the last seven majors. You know, he drives the ball a mile. Pretty he straight. He didn't even play in the Masters. Three of his last six that he's that played. he's played in. Yeah. That's correct. That's even and better. Yeah. He um you know the the guy's pretty clutch when it comes. Well, he hits it so close, right? He hits it so far. He's got a wedge in his hand when most guys have uh, you know, mid irons, Jeff, or mm-hmm. or seven or eight irons. And that gives him short putts for Birdie. Dominated yeah, the golf course. I have a I have a new man crush. Let's put it that way. He, <laughs> he is, is a well put together individual. Well, that and his game is is stupid. Yeah, he just uh, and he seems to be the new breed that turns the lights on when the majors are there too. So that makes it fun to watch. Tiger made it fun to watch. Everybody in the the event was great. They're making birdies all over. Um, it was everybody was riveted on that back nine with what was going on. Um, it was it was really really fun to watch. And you know you look forward to events like that, and, and they don't always end up. Uh, achieving what you, your expectations. This one exceeded expectations, and I think it brought a lot of people back into golf. Thir- Tiger is lamenting uh, two things, I think. His start on Thursday. And the 17th hole. The 17th hole. Yeah. Yep, yeah. those yeah. two things. Yeah, he didn't take advantage of that hole. I mean, Saturday's round, but he's got a putt for eagle. Three-putted, yeah. And then three-putted. I mean, But, I mean, Sunday he makes eight birdies, ends up shooting a six-under round, 64, the lowest Sunday round for him ever, which is – In a major. Yeah. In a major, which is pretty amazing. And the fact that he did have some bogey sprinkled in, which added up to eight birdies along the way. I mean, pretty much essentially every other hole he's making a birdie over the course of the round. And, I mean, that really added to the excitement. Every time he makes a birdie, you think, okay, this is it. This is the fun that we're, you know, we've all been waiting to see. And uh, Kepka just he, never. Did you ever think Kepka was going to slip though? At any no, point, no. did you think in his up oh, here? There's the shot that went away. Yeah, and Tiger not, was going to yeah. have to catch him. Yeah, and he almost did. Yeah, even when he hit it in the rougher, he did. He hit it in the fairway every time. Kepka too. But um, yeah, I never at one point thought that he, Tiger had to birdie seventeen. I figured or make or make something big to make it anything happen because you never thought Kepka was going to. And you know why Kepka um, isn't thought of, or well, he will be now. All right, but prior to this, because he was Lee Jansen, mm-hmm. right, before. Yep. He was Andy North yep. before. Like, really, all he won was a couple of U.S. Uh, listen to me. Yeah. Really, all he, won was, all he won was a couple of U.S. Over. Right. Right. Yeah. No, but he had one other tour, he had one other tour win. Yeah. You know, he, he won the 2015 uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's winning regularly like Jordan Spieth is, like Justin Thomas is, like the other players. He's he's not winning the the tour events. He's Winning majors, and so how about he, four wins, right? Well, he was out, he was out of commission for a bit too, wasn't he? He was hurt. He had the uh, he had the injury earlier. Well, that's why he missed the Masters. Masters. But I mean, yeah. prior to that, I'm talking yeah. prior but to the injury. He and in his acceptance speech when he was awarded the trophy even talked about how that he needs he knows part of his game that needs to be better is that he said that he needs to play the regular tour events with more focus. He said, you know, they were asking him like why. Why all of a sudden in the majors you're getting it done? You have more wins in majors than regular just PGA Tour wins. Right. I think it's three versus two. And uh, he said, you know what, I focus more here. He goes, I need to do that more on a regular basis. I mean, geez, if he can do that, look he, out. He's, he's, been quoted like- saying, he's been quoted before saying he doesn't watch golf because golf is boring. 
<laughs> He's been quoted saying that, and they're like, you know. See, I have a hard time with that. It sounds like every high handicapper. Oh, I had the greatest round of my life today in the final round of the club championship because <laughs> I focused. Yeah. Right. Um, played, I don't know. I he's, played against one of those guys in the event on Wednesday. Yeah. Wow, I feel like he's developing. You know, he's developed his game and and he's maturing. You know, he was a, he's a still a young man as far as the tour goes. Yeah, he's been out there for a bit, and I think he just he's learning how to play, and his game matches majors because he can smash it, and he puts beautifully, um, and he seems to be unflappable. Uh, you don't, he, yeah, he doesn't seem like he could ever get frazzled. Some of those other guys seem like they might get frazzled out there. Yeah, he's a, he's a you know, it's interesting. Nobody talks about him lifting weights. Right, no. I mean, he's a big weightlifter. Yeah, like he even said this Sunday of the U.S. Because they asked him the other day how much Wait, he benches. You think he, li- he, think he lifts weights? L- well, maybe he's like Herschel Walker. Oh. It doesn't lift a weight. I thought he was life, like you know? Kevin, just gifted. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. you know, he's got a little bit more on me than uh, than that. But no, he said they asked him how much he could bench press, and he said, "Well, Sunday of the U.S. Open, I did two twenty five twelve times." Who's doing a bench press before the final round of a major? Brooks Kepka is, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> you don't look like that way by accident. Keeping him busy. Yeah, yeah he wasn't watching the early coverage. He was He's hitting the gym. Hitting the gym. Yeah, we do need to get him some Donald Ross shirts because the sleeves on the, the shirts that he wears look a little tight around those biceps. And I, that Donald, might be by design. <laughs> well, it could be. Well, speaking of design, right? Good let's, point. Let's bring in our let's bring in our guest here, Brian, because we are. Uh, at Donald Ross, we uh, have the luxury of wearing uh, their great golf clothing uh, this year on our TD Green Tour. And Rob Stein here, the president and founder of Donald Ross uh, Sportswear, joins us here from his uh, home away from home, his office. <laughs> it, it might be my home. Uh, yeah. Or vice versa. I live five minutes away, so I spend a lot of time here, and uh, it's a pleasure to. Uh, Thanks for having us here, by the way. You're welcome, and uh, glad that you guys are here, and glad that we've been able to affiliate ourselves uh, with each other recently, and uh, look forward to a, a long and enjoyable uh, relationship with you guys. Yeah, well, we we love the clothing, and everybody comments. I'm just going to move this a little closer. To we, the, uh, we want the audience to hear you, yeah. better, Rob. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, there we go. I'll try to speak up. Also. Yeah. <laughs> but never, it, it, never it, been a problem for me before. When I when I tell people, uh, you know, who, who see uh, the clothing, they're like, "I saw this Donald Ross from Buffalo," and this is you know, people are like, "Donald Ro- Donald Ross Clothing's headquartered in Buffalo." I'm like, yeah. So, kind of tell us the story how he originated and and why Buffalo. Sure. Um, I moved to Buffalo 20 years ago, taking a job. I worked for a company called Hartmarks uh, for many years, and Hartmarks had uh, several layers of, uh, of uh, price points and businesses and so forth. And I had been with a company based in Rochester, a division also of Hartmarks, Hickey Freeman, which owned a brand. Their suit Jones. company, right? Hart Chapter yeah, Marks. Yeah, they also owned yeah. uh, the Bobby Jones brand, and the company. Uh, uh, enjoyed the golf business, and uh, I'd, I'd worked there as a salesman and a regional manager and so forth. And they selected me to start another brand for them that was going to be based in Buffalo um, and uh, headquartered in the M. Weil offices uh, and factory on Elmwood Avenue. So I moved here at the end of 1999 in order to start uh, another golf brand for Hartmarks by the name of uh, Pringle of Scotland. <clears throat> I did that for a couple years. Uh, the business moved from Buffalo um, to New York City, so I spent a lot of time commuting down to New York uh, several years, seven or eight years, kind of 40, 45 plus weeks a year going to New York. 
And uh, sounds like fun. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the first couple years were pretty cool. Uh, But in any event, uh, I ran Pringle, and then uh, the company ran into some issues with uh, financially, and they consolidated some things. And I ended up running a business uh, involving Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholas Sportswear, for I guess about four more years. Uh, again, commuting back and forth to New York, and uh, you know, I got my family and so forth here, and trying to raise kids and so forth, and um, enjoyed that uh, immensely. However, um, too tiring, uh, not enough autonomy, not enough control, and so forth. So, I, uh, having been in the apparel business my entire life, I kind of uh, dreamed of owning my own shop, and uh, started to formulate ideas somehow of. Uh, you know, what could I do to compete in the marketplace? And uh, I ad- admired Donald Ross. I didn't really know much about Donald Ross, but I really admired him and the golf courses and so forth. And I got this idea that I would uh, try to approach the family and see if they were interested in doing a licensing agreement that would allow me to uh, manufacture clothing using the likeness and the brand of Donald Ross and so forth. And uh, I located them in Cleveland, Ohio sometime in the early 2000s and um, put together a business plan and kind of, you know, kept working in New York and doing my thing and uh, kind of, I I didn't snap, I just came to the realization, I guess, um, turning the ripe old age of 50 that, you know what, I've, I I can do this. I've watched friends of mine uh, that, had started apparel companies and so forth, and I thought, you know what, I've been traveling as long as these people. I know the same customers. I've had a lot of success with these people. And uh, so um, I finally got the courage up uh, with the support of, uh, of my wife and uh, a couple other uh, close friends to uh, try to start this company. Everyone kind of thought it was a great idea, and I had a couple of good advisors. Um, I didn't have any money. Um, and in order to start one of these uh, enterprises, money's you know, you've got to buy inventory. So uh, over the next, I resigned from Hartmarks the first day of 2007. I immediately went to work trying to uh, find investors. And by the middle of middle to the end of 2008, I found those people, and um, we launched the brand at the PGA show in 2009. So we're actually celebrating our. Tenth year in business, and you're planning uh, as people in the industry know you're already yeah. planning next fall's clothing line, right? That's the way it works. Oh, uh, next spring, right? Would, next well, next spring, we're selling next. Selling, spring. Yeah. wow, yeah. 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 Next you're planning fall, next fall, uh, right? Next fall, we're uh, trying we're, to we're planning and trying to predict uh, trends, right? <laughs> Is that what you? Well, yes, yeah. yes, we yeah. are. Um, yeah. uh, luckily, I've got a great team of people here. Um, and uh, luckily, we've got great information. We've got great computer systems and so forth. And, uh, you know, this business of, uh, of men's golf apparel is very trend uh, influenced. So we're fairly certain of a lot of things, okay, that people um, will be doing next year. Um, when you say fairly certain, are you certain of the colors, of the styles? Yeah. What? yeah. Uh, you know, in, 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 in today's world, People like to wear color, uh, mostly the color blue, uh-huh. uh, whether it be a light blue, medium blue, royal blue, navy blue. So, uh, just like our shirts have, just like, <laughs> the just shirts like, we're wearing have just navy like blue. almost everything we yeah. make. Because uh, the reality is, if you look around you, 
Um, this is what people are comfortable wearing. This is what people look good in. It's 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 just a, a, a uh, it's not very noteworthy unless you do what we do. But this is how people dress. Well, I, I think one of the um, but, and folks on Facebook yeah. live can see um, the angle we have here, and I'll change the angle a little bit uh, later to kind of show the um, some uh, of the shirts. Yeah. yeah, the racks here. I mean, this is. Awesome. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that is my dream closet. But the mannequins that are behind our location here, and, and one of the neat things uh, that Donald Ross does is in the display is layering mm-hmm. and and using those colors uh, for different layers. And every golfer listening, like, who doesn't love, A, a good, comfortable performance golf shirt and a great pullover to go with it? And then you throw a vest on there or, uh, you know, you have a couple layers on there. That's one of the things I, – I, I see a differentiator mm-hmm. between you and, and competitors. Well, I think, uh, thank you. Uh, I think we go out of our way to do that. I think that we have we have uh, elevated the art of golf apparel, hopefully, to uh, 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 a status of um, important, of um, taste. Um, yeah, um, we work hard at that. Um, Second layers, the layering idea has become very important in the last several years as a mode of dressing where you can start off the morning and it's cool and you can remove a layer. Uh, If it gets warmer again and you're wearing three layers, you can take off another layer and so forth, and then you can add things back on at the end of the day. Um, It just makes, uh, you know what, everything's about convenience and uh, uh, the days of just uh, either wearing a winter jacket or, you know, a, a a barracuda jacket after work or something like that. Uh, there's there's a lot of great solutions now to heat and to moisture, wicking and to uh, rain and so on and, and sun and so on and so forth. So we try to capitalize on that and, uh, you know, it, it turns the consumer on pretty well. 7.16 is the time here on Tee to Green. We are live at the Donald Ross offices, studios, whole bunch of awesome clothing right in front of our eyes here if you – Want to see some of us uh, or see some of it? You can go to our TD Green Facebook page. Kevin will be changing the angle of the camera in a little. I'll be bit doing a fashion show too and commercial breaks. Right. Whoever I mean. thought fashion would be you know, aligned with the three of us? <laughs> That's right. That's right. But our our TD Green shirts, if you if you'd recognize them, we've got our our normal green and navy blue uh, striped Donald Ross shirts on this week here at uh, Donald Ross. We got more coming up here in just a little bit uh, on some of the Western PGA events of the week. We'll announce our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge winner from the PGA Championship. By the way, Brant Snedeker, if you didn't know, he had a really good round two days ago. We'll talk about that uh, and the Ryder Cup all coming up here on TD Green. But uh, we're with Rob Stein, the president and CEO here of Donald Ross Sportswear in Buffalo. Uh, if there's one thing that Western New Yorkers and especially Buffalonians had, it's, it's a pride about their city, and they're quick to defend their city for everything, even if it's bad sports teams. They're ready to defend them right away. Yeah, we have bad sports teams? And every, at times, it's, yeah. it's happened. But, <laughs> that's the opinion Rob was expressing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but to be, Based in fact, by yeah. the way, over the last few years. But anyway, but, I not mean, last year, the, football, res- the resurgence of the area and the city over the course of the, you know, the last decade or so, I mean, um, one thing that I think people are, are very – um, proud about here is is being local and you know being in Buffalo. I know that people. I'm sure to hear. Maybe I'm sure there's some people listening right now that are hearing that for the first time. That hey, Donald Ross, the studios here, the the offices they're in Buffalo. Like that's. I think people are excited to hear about that. And I well, guess, thank you. I I, I yeah. agree. Uh, we get some interesting uh, visitors at times. Uh, Carly, my right hand person, uh, can verify that we get. <laughs> Some real interesting uh, 
visitors. But I moved to Western New York 20 years ago from Chicago. I've told this story. I tell it daily, it seems like. And uh, nobody defends Buffalo like I do, okay? Um, I moved here 20 years ago from Chicago. I find Buffalo to be very much like Chicago, um, only much more convenient, much easier to... Uh, to get around, uh, cost of living is substantially lower. Again, I live f five minutes away. I belong to a beautiful uh, golf club, which is across the street from my house. I can be here in five minutes. I can be, my whole life is contained. My staff laughs at me because I, my life is largely <laughs> contained between Transit Road and Shimmerville Road uh, on, the, uh, on the east and uh, Main Street and uh, County Road on the north. But. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing wrong. Exactly. You know <laughs> right. what? It makes things. It got a lot more time to spend at work. Got a lot more free time. And uh, anyway, getting back to Buffalo, it's a wonderful town. There's great people here, and uh, there's a great environment here for uh, uh, for entrepreneurs and for business. Frankly, Don, Donna Ross Sportswear is. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong with it, but it's available in golf shops. Like people can't. They can go online and check it out, but they can't. You can buy it, it online, correct? Right, correct. Because people are probably wondering, okay, you know, where can I get some? Don I want to start searching some of these shirts. Yeah, yeah. You, and, and predominantly country clubs, correct? You can get it at country Oak. clubs. At, at Glen Oak, Oak, excuse me. Get it at Glen Oak where Jeff yeah. is. That's right. We, uh, we, uh, we, when uh, this industry, as you guys may or may not know, Jeff, you do know, this industry, uh, retail-wise, was controlled by the golf professional forever okay you just bought clubs you bought shoes you bought apparel at a pga golf shop it was generally a facility that was on a golf course uh and owned and operated by a pga golf professional that changed a lot uh almost completely in the last uh oh probably what three or four decades yeah, and, even once uh, once the internet kicked in. Yeah, yeah. I, even before that, with the superstores and so forth. But I I grew up in the golf business. Uh, Nineteen seventy, I started in Chicago as a lowly B caddy at Briarwood Country Club. I was thinking about this last night when you guys were going to ask me when did I start. Started in the spring of nineteen seventy as a lowly B caddy. Made three dollars for my first nine hole loop. Nice. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, where were we? Oh, about, about you know, uh, folks can get your in, in the golf right. shops. Oh, our distribution and, yeah. channel. So, um, you know, I thought, uh, and, uh, you, you know, the way that businesses operate, I thought at the time when I started the company that golf pros needed an advantage, and I thought that providing them with something that was exclusively theirs would be a big advantage to them. And uh, it's worked quite well for us the term is um, green grass green, green grass, grass only, only. Yes. correct yeah. green grass only, and so. uh, you know there's very very few companies that operate this way and um it's something we've become known for and something we're proud of and uh, uh the rest is um you know baked into the story it's, uh, one of the cool thing another cool thing that uh you've done in that experience firsthand even before um, mm -hmm. we had our relationship uh with td green was your tournament program where um you come in and you know a lot of charity tournaments or sometimes invitationals you get it you get a tea gift mm -hmm. um and it was at orchard park and we got to pick prior to you got a, you got a web link and it was hey pick out your outfit so okay. to speak you know your shirt pullover combo or if you want a vest in this you could pick out a different combination and then it logoed up so when the first day check in it was there for you and everybody loved it and it's a really a 
It's really yeah, a neat you. thing, you know. Something we're really proud of, and uh, you know, again, selling to Greengrass Golf Shops exclusively is a wonderful thing. Uh, combining that with something that is every bit as dear and near to us, uh, service um, is uh, is really uh, one of the real keys of our success. Is backing up our you know backing up our customers. Uh, backing up our product, and uh, certainly this tournament program is something we started about five years ago, and uh, we do tournaments all over the country. We do them in Montana, we do them in Seattle, we do them anywhere and everywhere, and uh, they've proved to be uh, a real uh, relationship builder and a great way to get the uh, uh, the word about our brand out to the uh, to the consumer. What would you say sets your brand apart from others in terms of there's obviously choices for golfers absolutely so what would you say hey this is especially maybe again for those that are that are learning about it right now hey donald ross is different because well donald ross is different for a a couple of very um uh, important reasons number one is we make we're we're really the first company to offer uh, the high-tech fabric experience with very traditional styling so that's just a, a, a area that had not been, a bridge that had not been crossed for some reason. The athletic brands, Nike and Adidas, were uh, really way ahead of everybody else with that. And uh, after testing those products out myself personally, um, I discovered that you know there was something real to that. It wasn't just a, a marketing ploy, that wearing those products, uh, the, the yarns had engineering in them and so forth to actually wick away moisture um, and keep people uh, cooler and drier. What further set us apart was the idea of not only the traditional styling, but the traditional cut. So for... for, for Why are you looking at me? For real people. <laughs> we're all looking at me. Well, so what? No, we're all me, okay? For, for you know, you, you guys are talking about Brooks Kepka and so on yeah. and so forth, and I'm looking at the guy and thinking... You know, not every golfer is shaped like Brooks Kepka. Exactly, that's right. Exactly. So, so few well, are. Yes, frankly, that's right. You know, if you if you get to the level of country club and so forth, uh, the backbone of these clubs are guys between really forty five and sixty five years old, and uh, they don't look like Brooks. Uh, they don't play like Brooks. They don't look like Brooks. Well, they look like Brooks and, from Shawshank uh, Redemption, not Brooks and, Kepka. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they want to uh, listen. They need to look good. Uh, these guys are generally prominent business people in their communities. And they need to look good, and they want to be comfortable, and uh, that's what we do for them. It's, uh, it's there's there's a fairly common sense approach, I think. And if you can't play good, might as well look good, right? That's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's it, and it sportswear. Um, there is more than just golf shirts. There is. Um, I have one of your chambray shirts that's a little stretchy. But I, mm-hmm. I love that shirt. It's oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, we. You know what? We've kind of pushed it into kind of lifestyle also. So there's a lot of ways we describe our customer and our product, but uh, the country club lifestyle is not inaccurate. Okay, it's very traditional. Uh, we're somewhere between Brooks Brothers and Ralph Lauren and uh, and things like that. And uh, we have, but we've very much got our own identity with our fit and with our fabrications. Rob Stein with us, the president and CEO here. We are at the Donald Ross offices in Clarence. All right. So if people do want to maybe get more information, where would you uh, have them go? Uh, DonaldRoss.com. Okay. Yep. www.donaldross.com. And if your pro shop doesn't have it, ask them for it. That's right. You know, that's that's Absolutely. the best way to get it. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Cool.
Well, Rob, we love that uh, you invited us here today. We're excited. Kevin, during the commercial break on our Facebook page, you want to do a little tour for yeah. everybody? I brought an extra large bag today, too. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, yeah, people uh, on Facebook Live, you'll see, um, we'll just take a little run down the row here, and you'll just see the variety and the traditional styling that Rob mentioned, and uh, I think that's the neat part, too. I usually, I used to be against horizontal stripes, but it looks good on us. It does. It, it's it's thinning. There's no doubt about yeah, it. It's, it's no. good for our new workout regimen, I think. Yes. So looks, well, looks they're good. not thickening. Uh, people think sometimes <laughs> that they're thickening. They're, they're, they're really not. They're no. just very appropriate, and uh, we sell, you know, tons and tons of them. So uh, feel comfortable wearing it, everybody, in the, in the radio land. Yes. yes. Thank well, you. Thank you, Rob. We, we sure. look good every it. week going around to all the courses in Western great. New York uh, wearing these shirts. So thank you for... Uh, supporting our show. Our pleasure. Rob Stein, President and CEO here at Donald Ross. Uh, we'll step aside here on WGR and TD Green. When we come back, we'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. Mr. Medis will uh, give you his insight. So listen up. Uh, more of what the Western New York PGA did this week. A busy week for them. We'll talk about that. Our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge winner from the PGA. The Ryder Cup, Senecas 59. Lots to get to here. As we broadcast from Clarence, the Donald Ross offices, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PJ Pro, Jeff Metis. More TD Green coming up next right here on WGR. It is time for our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, and it is brought to you by Donald Ross, World's Finest Golf Apparel, and by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball. This week, the Wyndham Championship going on in Greensboro, North Carolina. And before we actually get to the leaderboard, the story from this tournament uh, includes the leader, Brant Snedeker. Shot a 67 yesterday, pretty decent, but his round one score is the headline of the tournament. He joins the 59 club. He shot a 59 in his round one on Thursday. He leads DA points by two right now. Seneker is at 14 under par as this tournament wraps up the regular season schedule on the PGA Tour. There are some players that are fighting to get themselves in to the FedEx Cup playoffs, including Sergio Garcia, who's in fourth place right now. He's amongst a huge tie right now for fourth He's at minus nine, probably the biggest name outside. He came into the week 131. If the tournament ended right now, he would be actually in the field uh, of the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, with this fourth-place spot that he would be at right now. But uh, for a 59 to be shot there, Kevin, pretty impressive for Mr. Snedeker, who has a different putting stroke than most, but everything was rolling in for him. Well, it's not like it was a tap-in, too, on the 18th hole. Uh, He's got that pop stroke. Putting stroke, it's uh, it's a little different to uh, be consistent with, but it, it works for him. Guys coming back from, he had a wrist injury uh, earlier this year. I mean, he been battling, frankly, uh, over the past year and took his time off and came back. You know, Snedeker's a fantastic player. You know, it's par 70, um, but that doesn't. you still have to shoot 59. Guys know when they're on that number and the pressure comes down to it. And the one time I witnessed it, uh, working on PGA Tour Radio was a couple of years ago at the Travelers when Jim Furyk shot 58. That's right. And he actually had a lip out on the 15th hole on a shorter birdie putt. It popped out of the hole, and then he drained like a 35-footer on 16, birdied 17, and just missed on 18 to shoot 57. But it was electric. 
I mean, you know, just the buzz in the air, like, oh, my God, we got a 59 watch. He shot 58. Um, so it's pretty awesome uh, to achieve that number. And it seems like we have one almost every year, right? It's becoming yeah. more com- <clears throat> It's becoming more common, that's for sure. Yeah. They, what, they're 10 now? Are you yeah, I, I, okay? I don't, I don't know. know. Jeff, do I look way, okay? Jeff had like a cough. I, I feel like I, had to, I was about to come around and, uh, you know. Yeah. No, make, I'm, make I'm sure. feeling much better now. Okay, Thank good. You, all right. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, but, yeah, well, you know, guys are hitting the ball farther, you know. The, yep. the courses that are par seventy. That, that's where they're doing it. Par seventies, right? Right. Yeah. There's also there's also a new mode. I mean, things have changed because guys just attack now all right. day, every day. I mean, they just fire pins on every shot. So you're going to see more of that when they get hot. He said on the uh, his second last tee, he knew he was going to shoot fifty nine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just have that kind of kind. That's how your mind can work in your sure. in your favor in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So Garcia is maybe a player to keep an eye on this weekend. Stenson's the defending champion. He's at minus seven. So last chance to get into the FedEx Cup. Playoffs. Yeah, he's outside yep. of the top the list for the FedEx. Garcia yeah. is Garcia. at the moment. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, Stenson, of course, is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some guys that were playing for their card, and uh, that's right. You know, I mean, this this is a, a a good and a bad week for them. Some of them get in. Some of them get out. Um, well, if they don't get in, yeah. they've got to go to the web.com tour playoffs. Right. Yep. Yeah, to try to, you know. To get it back. To get one of those 25 cards competing against guys who have been competing all year long for it. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't want to go back. I mean, that's one of the fascinating things now about PGA Tour cards is you've got the 125 FedEx. They are in. You've got the 25 regular season uh, cards there on the web.com tour. Which is, that's at the end of this week, I believe, the Correct. web.com tour. Well, that's a cutoff for the top 25. Sebastian yeah. Munoz, by making the cut, secured his card mm-hmm. for next year. They're Pumpkin PGA Ridge tour. this week, right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah, in Portland. Yes. So. I saw the, some of those pictures this week. It's a pretty exciting week for some of these web.com yeah. guys. My too, favorite right? web.com tour story is Rob Oppenheim. Um, in the playoffs, he left. And someone bogeyed the final hole, and they got him back in. They had to call him back, like, hey, you made it. Come, come on back. Come and get your card. Yeah, yeah. come and get your card, which yeah. is uh, kind of neat. I do miss the uh, drama of Q School, though. I know it gets you into the web.com tour and right. stuff now. But yes. I do. it was cool when they had the Q School where you could just straight get your card right off the street and play on the tour. But, right. Uh, well, you can't. Well, I mean, you can go to. You can do what J.T. Vogel's done this year. What? Monday qualified oh. eight, eight times. Eight times. Yeah. That's, imp- no, that's borderline it, impossible. Yeah. Yes. That might be more – that's more difficult than winning one week, I think, on the PGA Tour. I would say, too, that's just a, such a wild shootout. I mean, and these all these – there's 144 good play, great players for four spots, right. eight spots. Yeah. Eight times. That's incredible. Yeah. That's good golfing. One of the players that you'll see in the Ryder Cup for the USA team is competing this week, and that's Webb Simpson. He's six under, so he's he's involved, but none of the other seven that have automatically qualified for the Ryder Cup. But Simpson was a bubble player, committed to the event, thinking like, "Hey, I got to impress. I might, you know, I might need this." And uh, is playing. He also, of course, uh, has sponsorship ties to the event too. But he was the last one get, getting in. He got the eighth spot. Uh, the other seven. Pretty much were safe going even into the PGA. Kepka sealed him, himself as the number one uh, points earner there. Uh, DJ, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Watson, and Simpson. So those are your eight. Captain Jim Furyk uh, of this year's Ryder Cup team did have a press conference Monday after the PGA Championship uh, at Belle Reve and, of course, was asked about captain's picks, even though the press conference was supposed to be about the top eight. But everybody was asking about Tiger Woods. Weird. Kevin, a month ago when we had this discussion, you said, he's Tiger Woods, he's on the team. Uh, then he played pretty well at Bridgestone, and you said, he's Tiger Woods, he's on the team. And then last week happened. So uh, I'll just, the British I'll, Open. I don't even need to ask you. I'll just repeat what you said. He's Tiger Woods. He's Tiger he's Woods. He's on the team. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know what? Yeah. He'll probably, <laughs> you know, if they really want to amp up the drama, he'll wait to be the last pick after the FedEx yeah. Cup playoffs. But he's Tiger Woods. Yeah, he's, he's on the team. He's on the team. And I'll tell you what. I think I think Phil Mickelson's on the team. Well, that was a question that I did have. Mickelson has not been playing his best golf as of late. Is he actually? A sh- is he maybe going to stick it through to maybe that final pick, or will they just take Tiger and Phil and get it over with right away with those three and say, "Look, these veteran guys, guys. Yep, they're a part of it. We need you there." Um, and then, of course, we mentioned other guys that are possibilities. Some of the names that are like. Basically in the mix for the discussion, DeShambo is ninth in points. Nope, uh, you've won't got do it. Kucher, no. Kisner, Zach Johnson's actually had a really good second half of the season. It'll be ZJ and Kucher. I would agree. Yeah, at this point, that's who I right. pick. But yeah. the, the whole idea of them waiting, they're going to do three captains picks after the second round of the FedEx uh, playoffs. Right. Uh, where I'm thinking Tiger will be picked. I'm guessing Phil will get picked. Um, and then one more. Phil will be the last guy picked. And then they'll wait to see who's playing hot, maybe, and they do it after the thing. You could see Kucher or Kisner or Zach Johnson. If one of these guys gets really hot, they Kisner, can do it. Kisner is a, he's, could throw a monkey wrench in Cooch. Yeah. Because he's been playing so good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think you want Zach Johnson for his intensity. He's a bulldog. Uh, great guy. He, you know. Been there, done that, too. Correct. Yep. Kucher makes a ton of birdies. Uh, you have to play long ball on Europe. And he hits the ball very far. Yeah. Uh, Kisner does not, and that's the only thing I can, the only reason I can see him not choosing Kisner. Um, but I think Kisner's got a shot at it. I don't think DeChambeau does because um, I just think chemistry isn't. Oddly enough, saying chemistry with DeChambeau, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Mad Scientist is his nickname, but I think uh, not the congratulatory hand blow off there in Europe. I think that hurt him a lot, and I also think there's some clicks. Yeah. On the tour, and he's not in one yet. Fantastic player, but he hasn't played in an international competition at all. I think DeChambeau's going to do a President's Cup first. I think that's how this is going to work. And then Ryder Cup next time around for DeChambeau because right. he's going to win a lot yeah. on the tour. 741 here at the time. T to Green on WGR, live on WGR and on our Facebook page on T to Green. We're live at the Donald Ross Studios here in Clarence. We appreciate you being with us. If you're just joining us, uh, we spoke with Rob Stein earlier in the show, the president and the CEO, a lot on Donald Ross, why it's here in Buffalo, just the idea behind the brand. Uh, we'll have it up on our on-demand audio section at WGR550.com uh, just a little bit after the show's over this morning. I'll also tweet it out uh, at BrianWGR. Uh, if you're following me this morning on Twitter at BrianWGR, lots of pictures of some of the great apparel here and some of the shirts, uh, come the, the, uh, the mannequins, the clothes racks. So uh, if you want to see it, also DonaldRoss.com, you can go uh, – and check it out there. We're actually going to take your photo, by the way, and put your head on one of the mannequins. We're going to do that before right, we go? showroom, right? That's good. I think that'd be cool. I like it. You think that'd be cool? That's That, that could be their, <laughs> their catalog now. We could 3D print your head. That's right. Put it on put it right even in. better. Hey, this T to Green shirt would look good in one of their catalogs. It's on the website, don't yeah, you think? It probably think so. was at some point, yes. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Highlighted shirt. Okay, time for our Western New York PGA tip of the week. It's brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. We're going to talk about curving the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you can uh, get everybody to hit it like Bubba Watson does, where he, he hits it two fairways over before he brings it back into his own fairway. But let's talk about curving the ball. What are some of the essential things you have to think about? Well, first of all, uh, there's a misunderstanding in curving the golf ball. People think, well, if I want to hook it, I aim right, I move back, and then I flip my wrists over, hook it, and then to slice, I open my stance, and I whatever. But the only the way the golf ball curves is your club swings in a circular path around your body. If the blade is closed to that path that it's swinging on, it hooks. 
or goes left for a right hand. If it's open, it goes to the right. So it's a really simple concept if you understand it. So a lot of times um, when you when as a golf instructor you watch people swing, you can see where their club face is in relation to the path as they swing, and that'll determine whether they hit hooks or fades. So just being aware of that, like if you're trying to hook the ball, people complicate it. You, you just got to find a way to get that toe a little bit closed at impact. Um, when we're teaching, we use the old saw, if you're hitting hooks, you go out and practice slices. If you're hitting slices, go out and practice hooks. If you're a person who's sliced the golf ball your whole life, you don't know what a hook feels like. How are you ever going to hit a hook? So um, quick tip there is if you put your left hand as a right-handed golfer on top of the club more, that will close the blade for the most part. But for you know to curve the ball, it doesn't necessarily need to be a setup change. It has, it's an awareness of the club face. So if you struggle curving the ball one way or too much the other way, if you're hitting too big of a hook, go out to the range and try to hit yourself a few slices. Try to get that club face open and just see what that feels like. Um, you know, you want to exaggerate the opposite. If you're hitting big hooks, just go and try to hit the biggest slice and then make a swing and see if you can get that blade a little bit more square. Um, even little chips, um, little chip shots, if you can practice just hitting chips 40, 50 yards and trying to hook them a little bit, that will help. Um, you have to be aware, too, the golf ball has changed so much. And When I grew up playing, and probably, Rob, when you grew up playing, there were a lot of golf balls, and you could really, really curve those things. You know, you could they had a lot of spin, so you could curve them. Now the golf ball is designed not to spin as much. Um, and it's, it's harder to hook a ball like Bubba Watson does. You need to have that much more of a closed club face, that much more of an open club face to make it curve it as much as he does, which is... It's amazing the trust he has to do that, too. Like, how he, where when you see sometimes where he lines up and where he's aiming versus mm-hmm. where the fairway is, I mean... It's a feel thing at yeah. that point. You know, I'm sure for him it's easy to do. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty easy if you play a lot to get up and hit a big slice. And it's pretty easy if you play a lot to get up and hit a big hook. It's, it's hitting it so it's controlled, yeah. you know. Um, the best players in the the best players in golf, so say you're hitting a draw, not to get too far down ramp here, but say you're hitting a draw and there's a target out there, the flag, you never want that draw, that draw should start right of the, the flag of your target, and by the time it stops rolling, it should still be right of the target. They call that crossing the line. There's a story about Jack Nicklaus during the 80 Masters when he won, he hits a fade, and apparently only once in the 72 holes did that fade cross the center line. So then once it crosses that center line, it starts working away from your target. Um, and that's what you don't want. That's kind of an advanced, like if you're playing well, that's how you hit your draws and your fades. But it is amazing um, to, to curve it that much and have it end up near the target like he does. Mostly, um, most people fight with, I curve it too much one way or the other. Yeah. So if you're curving it too much one way or the other, go to the range and practice the opposite shot. If you can't hit that opposite shot, then you've got to find a way to, to get to that point. Do you find, Jeff, most amateurs and students uh, want to hit a little draw? Where And, and I see most professionals mm-hmm. to Hit a little baby fade. Well, a fade's a little bit more of a controlled shot, um, and people with power can hit a fade because they don't need the extra distance a draw provides. If you think of it as a tennis analogy, a draw is like a topspin forehand, where a fade or a cut is like a cutspin forehand. Which one's going to be hit harder, right? Yeah. So you'll hit a topspin forehand much harder than you can a cutspin forehand. Tour players, if you've got 128 miles of club head speed, the last thing you need is distance. Hooks can get away from you a little bit sometimes, as Lee Trevino said, right? Um, but so a lot of uh, really good players, and plus it's in their technique. It's it's kind of uh, engineered into their techniques to hit a little bit of a fade. You can talk to a fade. You can't yeah. talk to a hook. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. most players will have one go-to shot. They don't. Tiger's an anomaly probably there where he hits all kinds of shots all the time. Most players are going to hit either a little cut or a little draw. They're going to find one they're comfortable with and stick to it. Good advice there. Jeff also has lots of video tips. You can check them out. BuffaloSportsPage.com. 
Okay, when we come back, we'll uh, talk about the busy week for the West New York PGA. Lots of local events. There's an event coming up for charity. We'll talk about that. Uh, The Batavia Downs Majors Challenge winner from the PGA as we broadcast live here from the Donald Ross offices in Clarence. We appreciate you being with us. With Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Bedis, Derek Kramer producing back in our Amherst studios, I'm Brian Colziel. More T to Green coming up. We'll talk to the executive director of the West New York PGA, Stephen Barkowski. Coming up next right here, live on T to Green. Welcome back, T.D. Green here at the Donald Ross offices in Clarence. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk about some of the Western New York PGA events of the week and to come here in just one moment. But it is time, as you heard, for our Champions Tour report brought to you by Absolute Care, affordable adult-assisted living. Uh, not too far away, the event this week, as the Dick Sporting Goods Open uh, is in Endicott, New York. That's the old BC Open. Correct. That's right. Uh, and Just right, the opposite of the British Open, but now it's the Open, and now it's the Dick Sporting Goods. That's right. right. <laughs> one round in, Doug Garwood is your leader. He's at eight under par. Michael Bradley is one back. Uh, some notables, Rochester's Jeff Sluman playing in the event. He's five off the lead. He's tied for 17, minus three. Uh, Jimenez, minus two. Longer, minus two. Uh, John Daly playing in the event. He's tied for 51st after one round. He's plus one. And Buffalo's Dudley Hart is in the event. He's plus three. Surprising to hear that slow start for Dudley. A little birdie told me he was a uh, 13 under through 27 holes a couple weeks ago between Park and CCP. So, wow. yeah, he's uh, he'll he'll get his feet under him. He's going to be great. He's going to do great out there. All right. So there's the Dick Sporting Goods Open. Maybe for those of you listening uh, a little east or south, maybe a little drive. That's not too bad to get to Endicott for that. Speaking of the Champions Tour players. They'll be in Rochester next year at Oak Hill for the Senior PGA. For more on that, we bring in the Executive Director of the Western New York PGA, Steve Bartkowski. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having me. Sure. We miss you here. You should have came to Donald Ross headquarters. I know your PGA Western New York has a he, nice relationship with Donald Ross. He needs a nap after this week. <laughs> He's had a busy yeah. week. Don't, give, don't make him wake up. I've seen him way too uh, much. Yeah. Staff provider of the Western New York PGA section, Mr. Stein, is a great guy. And, uh Happy to see you guys are at the, the studios today. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're happy. Go ahead. Rob's here. Rob, there Thank you, you, Steve. Feelings yeah. mutual. That's right. Well, Steve, we, Hi, we know you've had a busy week. Good morning. <laughs> we had, you've had a busy week. Um, but why not? Let's let's start with what we just heard there. I mean, the, the senior PGAs at Oak Hill. I know at some of the events this week, uh, you've been promoting it. The trophy was at Glen Oak the other day. Uh, I know that you guys have uh, been already promoting the event. Uh, it, I'm sure it'll be here before you know it for you. Yeah, the uh, the Alfred S. Bourne Trophy has been making its way around uh, the Western New York section already. Uh, we had a promotional night out in Rochester a few weeks ago. Where we had the trophy on hand, and then we actually had it out for our PGA Junior League Championship this past Thursday. And we're looking forward to once again being able to help Oak Hill and the PGA of America can talk one of their biggest events of the year coming in May. And, and if you are looking to get tickets, um, my best suggestion for anyone listening is to contact their local PGA professional because they can get a 10% discount to their PGA professional this year for the 2019 senior PGA. Cool. Very nice. Are yeah. there still volunteer opportunities? The volunteer opportunities so. actually sold out in about a week for uh, wow. local wow. clubs and amateurs. It's pretty impressive the support that the Rochester community gives to uh, these championships that come in town. 
No doubt about it's it. A great golf market. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to see the trophy this week at the, with the PGA Junior League, which was a really cool event that Steve and his staff ran. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, 80 junior players were at Glen Oak on Thursday where the trophy was, but uh, involved in the PGA Junior League event. They called it, I think, the All-Star event, but it was kind of the, the season cap uh, season capping uh, edition, I guess I would say, Steve. And, and what a day. You, there, you were there a, a long time. You and your staff did a great job. Uh, just tell everybody about that a little. Absolutely. That was that was a lot of fun. That was the the inaugural Westinger PGA Junior League Championship, and you saw it. It was pretty cool. We got a picture of all. There was 80 kids there in the morning. Uh, we had quarterfinal matches starting in the morning, so essentially eight all-star teams from all over Erie, Pennsylvania, Buffalo, and Rochester um, made their way into this championship, um, and it's in – the best way I can describe this program is it's Little League Baseball. These kids are out in jerseys with their team names on the back. They're playing in a fun scramble format. Um, and by the end of the day, we got down to one team as our champion, and they're moving on to Valley Brook in Pittsburgh for the next step, which is regionals. And then the top teams from the regionals will go on to a national tournament in November. It's, it's Honestly, I've been around the PGA of America for over nine years now, and it's the best program I've ever seen. Uh, come out for kids that want to get involved in the game of golf. Yeah. Oh, there were food trucks there. It was it was just. I enjoyed a, the food truck. Can't <laughs> the fried dough. You know how many times I had to walk by a fried dough truck and try not to stop? Yeah. You, you did we're doing the show job. from it next week. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Next week's show is at the food truck. <laughs> Set that up for us, Steve. Uh, that's right. Uh, well, yeah, besides that, I mean, that event was phenomenal. Um, just from being there all day, watching the kids, I mean, just super, super, super cool. And the parents were so supportive. That's one thing you don't, you do get it, but not always. And parents appreciative of the competitors, kids playing well, hitting good shots. Like it was, it's a great atmosphere. It's contagious to be around in a good way, Stephen. I think that's what the goal of that uh, you're looking for there is that uh, not, of course, everyone's trying to win and play their best, but uh, in the end, their appreciation of just good sportsmanship and good sports and good golf. It was, it was all on display there. And they're Absolutely, kids yeah. still. It, yeah. It's it's the, the best part about it is it's it's based around fun and camaraderie and, and being on a team. And there's certain rules that are out there. So if you hit it out of bounds, it's actually just a lateral water hazard to help the kids move along and um, not to get too frustrated if they play really bad. So it's the, the whole concept of it is just great. And um, we had over 450 kids involved in PGA Junior League this year around our section. So we're pretty proud of of the progress and how it continues to grow. You know, 451 next year, by the way. My eight-year-old right. was like, I need to do that. And, so. we crowned a, and we crowned a new section championship this champion this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. We had Erie Palmer was the first ever Western PGA Junior League section champion. That very cool. Oh, I mean, our, our section champion and then, we, uh, at uh, Stafford. And then we had players on Monday at Stafford where we were at last week. You guys had your PGA professional section championship. We did. We, we did crown a champion, Paul Sanders, from uh, Ravenwood Golf Club. Uh, he was the only individual that finished under par, three under par for 36 holes, and it was his second time uh, being champion. He won back in 2002. Uh, it was nice to see him win it and, and take the Henry P. Serto trophy this year. That was a lot he, of had to, he had to fight the weather, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah we was... had two hour rain away in the second round. That's right. Well, we, 
Got to play Stafford last week, the three of us, after our show. And uh, what a cool, fun course it is there. That yeah, was, it was a great time. No doubt. Great time. Hey, last thing before we let you go, by the way, Stephen Barkowski of the Western PGA joining us here on TD Green as we're live at the Donald Ross offices in Clarence for our show this week on WGR. A uh, 100-hole golf event is coming up uh, to support charity work here in Western New York for the Western New York PGA Reach Foundation. Uh, tell everybody about that, Stephen. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see uh, different clubs around Buffalo, Rochester, and Erie um, playing 100 holes of golf in one day. And, and the idea behind it is to raise awareness and hopefully some funds uh, for PGA Reach Western New York. You know, PGA Reach Western New York funds fully PGA Junior League and the championship and also funds PGA Hope. Um, you know, so this coming you know, on the 28th, myself, uh, PGA professional Tim Freeze, and I believe a few of the individuals on the show today uh, will be playing 100 holes. And the idea behind our program is is the fact that suicide is a major issue among our military veterans. Um, it's a fact that 22 veterans a day are committing suicide, so we're trying to raise awareness for that. Uh, PGA Hope is a program we run as a, a free clinic, no cost for military veterans, and, and our PGA professionals give them lessons around our section um, to help with this issue. And, and what we're trying to do is just, just really raise awareness. Um, so if, if you're interested in coming out and watching at Glen Oak on August 28th, we're going to start early in the morning. Uh, if you're interested in donating, we really appreciate it. Just go to WNYPGA.com backslash donate, um, and your, your money will go to a good cause. And uh, I'm really excited. I've done this a few times now, play 100 holes. It's, it's a little bit exhausting, but it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, looking, looking forward, forward to, to the event. Yeah, it should be great. Steve Barkowski from the Western PGA. Well, busy week for you with your section championship at Stafford, the uh, Junior League event, and uh, I know you're getting ready for the Senior PGA and this 100 holes of golf event. So uh, take a breather this morning, Stephen. Thanks for coming on with us, and thanks again for your support of the show. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. All right, Stephen Barkowski from the West New York PGA, one of our presenting sponsors, along with Woods to Wedges, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Before we go here from our Donald Ross offices in Clarence, congratulations to our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge winner for the final major of the year for the PGA Championship, Patrick Berger. Uh, Patrick picked Kepka, the winner, Justin Thomas, top five finisher, and Dustin Johnson. Those were his three. He wins a great prize pack at Batavia Downs, which includes hotel, free play, and a restaurant gift card. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, the, our friends uh, from Batavia Downs wanted to, me to pass along that the, they've got concert coming up, uh, ABBA Mania. Come on. Coming up. September 8th. It's a palindrome. And Frankie wow. Shinta on September 2nd. All right. So Frankie Maybe Shinta on the 2nd, yeah. Abba Mania on the 8th. Uh, tickets to those at BataviaConcerts.com. They've had, they've had a great lineup of concerts uh, on the track this year. When we were there last week, Leanne Womack was, was playing. Leanne Womack, yes. Be- before uh, we went to Stafford. Did you dance? Oh, she hoped you did. That yeah. was her last song, <laughs> okay. which probably was you could have predicted. That's right. Well, yes. It's, that's, that's her, her song. Hit. Yeah. That is her big hit. We heard it. That's right. We did hear it. That was good. We got there in time. All right. That music means we're done. Rob Stein from Donald Ross. Rob, thanks for having us here today. Oh, you're welcome. This has been very enjoyable. Very cool. Derek Kramer producing back in our Amherst studios. Derek, thank you very much. He'll have the show up on our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com. I'll also tweet it out as well at Brian WGR. For Kevin Sylvester. Kevin, have a great week. You too, bud. Jeff Metis, PGA Pro. Thank you, Jeff. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. T to Green every Saturday right here on WGR.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.